0: That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by the real cost and the FDA.
2: This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. <laughs> Hello, good evening, and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I'm Simon Byron. And I'm Anne Scantlebury. And we are back. 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 It was a long summer, wasn't it? It was. It felt like, it felt like one of our biggest breaks ever. Right. Did you miss mm-hmm. us? <laughs> Missed us so much. Okay, what did you get up to? Well, uh, I I enjoyed the One Life Left summer party. Hey, uh, that was good time. We were all there, weren't we? So I didn't. But all my children,
0: (laughs)
3: you
2: did, (laughs) did,
0: you did, (laughs) you did. By
3: which I mean both. And um, I got an excellent uh, view of him playing a lot of well, of playing a lot of Fortnite. He was
2: behaving. Like, I believe children are supposed to behave. Just play sat Fortnite. in the corner playing <laughs> Fortnite. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I've been enjoying a lot of cricket. Okay. Uh, especially today, of course. Well, of course. It's fantastic. What have you been up to?
1: Uh, very similar uh, activity to you, Steve, uh, but without the cricket. I've <laughs> uh, been playing video games, went briefly to the One Life Lesson on the party. Uh, yeah, it's been good. So I've enjoyed the break, but pleased to be back. Good. How right, you, Anne?
3: Um, I've just been outside walking just non-stop and then also swimming sometimes
2: you were swimming
3: i was swimming in a very cold swimming pool in morden
2: that's the dream isn't it
3: i mean we do all now live the dream with access to a swimming pool in morden Mm. that is unheated
2: (laughs) great cold um that's it isn't it we're done.
3: What well, good. That's the round. That's the show. As I
2: understand it, <laughs> there's only three of us here. Uh, uh, you can obviously hear someone else in the
1: studio. Before I introduce you, I will uh, just explain how professional we are. Um, I got here about half past six. Steve was upstairs rapidly uh, downloading music that we can play shortly afterwards. He says, don't worry, Simon. I've just checked with Ed. We are allowed to talk about Brexit. <laughs> Did that just, for, just before the show, it hadn't even occurred to me because we do get... Um,
2: messages sometimes about things we are allowed to talk about. and We <laughs> do. And actually, one of them was a printed-out letter, and it did say at the bottom, that means you won life left. It did. <laughs> Especially. So uh, we're on watch. Exactly. But uh, we're joining the studio, I'm delighted to say, by Ian Dunn, the
1: editor of Politics Politics.co.uk, co-host of Romaniacs podcast, the author of... Uh, Brexit, what the hell happens now? Welcome to the show. Hello, thank you very much for having me. Thank you for coming. Very excited that you're on, actually. We've started with a bang. Uh, I think the only game developer that's got more Twitter followers than you, Ian, is Rami Ishmael from uh, oh, Vlambeer. No. That
4: passed. Oh, <laughs> it's it's,
1: it's, it's <laughs> disgraceful. Yeah. You've, you've got loads more than Mike Bithel, so uh, I thing. had a little check, that's yes. Uh, amazing. How's your summer been, Ian?
4: Yeah, very nice, very nice. It's been great. The MPs aren't in Parliament, you don't really have to see them or interact with them in any way. It's been extremely pleasant, and I'm very sorry that it's slowly coming to an end.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, we're gonna start the show as we always do, uh, with Anne's news. <laughs>
3: on Monday the 10th of September. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. It doesn't look like esports are going to go to the Olympics anytime soon. Tom Back, president of the International Olympic Committee, said recently that the Olympics can't include games that promote violence or discrimination, which is what he sees esports as doing. He went on to say, so-called killer games, they, from our point of view, are contradictory to the Olympic values and cannot therefore be accepted. Speaking of some of the fighty games already in the Olympics, he said, of course, every combat sport has its origins in a, re- in a real fight among people. <laughs> So
2: there are fighty games already in the Olympics? Well, fighting. Boxing. Yeah. Oh, those you know, sort of games. Wrestling.
0: Right,
2: no, I understand. Shooting.
0: Okay, okay
3: but no, wasn't there a story
2: uh, at the sort of back end of the Olympics last time that there was some kind of Olympic-affiliated event to do with esports?
1: I think that was just the sort of dressed-up thing you often get from the games industry where we pretend that we're more grown up than we are, isn't it? Sure.
3: So he was speaking, I think, at... Uh, an uh, an asia games event uh where there was some esports happening uh and it was part of uh sort of the i guess the olympic circuit or something like that a- and there was some esports happening there and mm. he was just saying
2: what well, happening in the room in the same way <laughs> simon's happen- son was playing Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. like.
3: no it was a uh, it was a mandated part of the, okay, the event see. like it was proper. A it was it was proper okay it was proper uh so some people were doing some esports there um and he was like It's not happening, is it? I mean, we're not taking this on, are we? Mm. No. But of course, there are some esports that aren't fighty-based, aren't there? Like Rocket League, for example. And? And The other one. (laughs) 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 Has he he ruled out playing
1: uh, Sonic and Mario at the the Olympic Games at the Olympic Games?
3: I don't... I mean...
2: Would they then make a game of that as well? It's (laughs) recursive.
3: I also liked it. He referred to them as e-games instead of esports.
0: Right, okay. Um...
3: But, yeah, he... So, actually, the line he said after, uh, of course, every combat sport has its origins in a real fight among people. But sport is the civilised expression about this.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm I'm surprised they went for the sort of violent angle, Mm. given that that's so easily refutable as you... Excellently refuted <laughs> with, with Rocket League, yeah.
1: which yeah, is the Arctic. answer. You, 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 you to no, no but, but you know, you,
2: you, there are, there is already violence in the Olympics uh, mm. with the real games that you pointed out. I wasn't able to think of earlier. Um, I thought that the major problem with, uh, at the moment, adding esports to the Olympics was the kind of the proprietary nature of the events. Right? These things are owned by people, mm. um, and so if you want to include League of Legends, which I don't, of course. <laughs> What would you put in Batman? Uh,
1: yeah, I don't know. It seems sh- well. I thought that the argument was that uh, that video games have a um, uh, have variables in them that cannot be governed by you know laws of nature, etc., 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 and actual physics and stuff. And therefore, you can't. What do you mean? <laughs> I
2: mean, they can be governed. They're in our control. But how can you trust them?
3: Oh, you think someone? You think it's easier to cheat in an eSport? Oh, Yeah. Or it's easier for <laughs> someone to just tweak a a code Sorry, you make you make, <laughs> i've seen people mess with gravity in rocket league and anything's possible <laughs> has added an update to Steam that will allow users to better filter out controversial games. The update means you can now ignore developers, publishers or curators as well as individual games or product types that you don't want to see. And the number of game tag filters you can use has increased from 3 to 10 with the new filter ignoring all games with those filters as a main tag. You can also filter out games with mature content, content that don't include sex or violence and adult only content that features explicit sexual content. Games of a type that you have filtered will show up in future searches but will be greyed out unless you click on them.
1: I see. Do, do we have what those new filters are?
3: Yeah, I've just explain all of them. All of them? Yeah. <laughs> you can filter out games with mature content that don't include sex or violence because those aren't the I only... See, I
1: wasn't counting. I thought you gonna have a list of <laughs> this game, this game, sorry, this type of game, this type of game, this type of game.
3: No. Uh, okay. So you can also... So you can get rid of developers. So one of the things... Uh, so earlier this year, Valve said, we're just going to oh. let everything on unless it's illegal mm-hmm. right. or trolling and they don't really define what they mean by trolling which is a bit of like a mm, nice one (laughs) um so unless it's one of those two kinds of things, they're just going, yeah, anything can go on there. What we need to do is give you better tools so you can get rid of anything. They're putting the onus on people to um, filter out any content that they don't want to see, and they're saying, we're going to make really good tools so you don't have to see these things. So they've now added lots and lots more stuff. So you can get so if there are developers that you don't like, you just go, I don't want, don't want to see anything from Bithel anymore.
1: Right, he's got so, a few followers.
3: Uh, if you've got any curators, yeah. I mean, who wants to see anything from curators anyway, get rid of them. Uh, publishers as well uh, and then obviously I mean it makes a lot of sense that if you don't want to see particular types of game just get rid of them off they go walking sims but don't want them is it trolling or trolling <laughs> trolling that isn't was it?
2: halfway between is Ian it? you must have encountered this it's trolling, I'm trolling. sorry to say Troll- officially
3: officially
4: well, I don't know. I mean, I've certainly always called it that and no one's picked me up on it. So after a while, if I haven't been, you know, socially proven to have made a mistake, I Rolling just presume I'm getting it right.
3: Pronunciation. I, I,
2: I've heard other people use it beyond you, Anne, and the confident way you said it. You sometimes say troll lo lo
4: You're
3: like... right, I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, hang on. No, don't don't start the next jingle. I've got this coming up. Okay. Troll. Oh, it doesn't have ink. It doesn't have it with an ing, which is really where it counts. Uh, great radio.
2: <laughs> okay, can I start the next single?
3: Let's go. <laughs> During a shooting at a Madden NFL 19 tournament in Jacksonville in August, EA has held a live stream and set up a Jacksonville tribute fund to support those who were shot and the families of the two players who were killed. EA donated $1 million to the fund and released a statement saying, we've heard from so many of you that you would like to support the victims and show that this horrific event will not define us, but only serve to make our community stronger.
2: So this was horrifying news. Yes, yeah. uh, And a good response from EA to this. Yeah. Uh, do we know anything more are they planning any memorials inside the game because I read that that was something that they were thinking about uh,
3: it, I don't think that that has been announced I think that they were focusing on doing the um, the live stream and mm. setting up this fund which by the way you can still donate to uh, if you go to the Jacksonville tribute GoFundMe page um, so the, uh, the live event just happened last week uh, so I, I haven't heard anything about um, a memorial in the game no
2: right okay uh, do we think this is is uh, a video game problem or a societal problem
3: Does, i mean uh,
1: yeah, well, it hasn't happened elsewhere yeah. has it
3: what
2: <laughs> what do you mean
1: it, well, it happens all the, all, all the time
2: america yeah that's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah yeah it's it, i mean f- i feel like it's a f- very societal like it's very much tied up with um a lot of things that are happening in america at the minute shootings are very common over there like way too common uh, and If people are going to get angry and, you know, games, tournaments, people get hit up because they really care. If you have the ability to use something like a gun to...
2: It was on Twitch as well, wasn't it? Which is, you know, somehow made it especially horrifying. Uh, Very, very real for an audience for whom all of this kind of macho bravado that centres around Twitch and and their community often uh, must have really brought it home to them. And a lot of the people watching...
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, and the sort of digital footprints that people leave, you know, the one of the guys who was shot wasn't even going to go, he decided last minute, mm. he was on his Twitter mm. account, I'm off here now, it's absolutely terrifying.
3: Yeah, um, but I think it's this is a really nice, uh, you know, it, it's a nice way for EA to come back. They aren't they are trying to make it about you know, uh, supporting the victims and the families of the people that were killed. Uh, and they said about the live stream, they said that they uh, hoped that it would reach beyond Madden and let people share in 90 minutes of doing the thing that unites us, which is playing video games. So hopefully it's given some people a bit of comfort. Game company Tencent is to start using police data to enforce enforce time limits on how long children can play its games. The limit will be put in place on popular Mobile MOBA, honour of kings from September the 15th when players will need to register their real names to play. The names will be verified against a police database to identify underage players. Children aged 12 and under will only be allowed to play for an hour and those between 13 and 18 can play for two hours a day. These limits were first put in place in July last year but this is the first time police data is being used to crack down on naughty Children pretending to be grown ups.
1: (laughs) The police have got data on 12 year
3: olds. They've got, I think they've just got data on everyone. Okay. So this is only in China. Right. Uh, And I thought this was a very, very interesting story. I couldn't say everything that was involved in this story uh, because we've only got a short jingle.
0: And I
1: like the <laughs> concise. It's
3: that Yeah. Uh but I thought this was very interesting. So the Chinese government, uh so the president um said last week that the government wanted to take action to tackle the country's increasing short-sightedness problem. Um and they've been blaming video games for lots of these kinds of things. Um so since January this year, ten um shares have uh have decreased in value by about $197 billion. Which is quite a lot of money. Sounds it. Quite a lot of money, mm-hmm. uh, and it's sort of being correlated to uh, how the government is taking a, a stand on video games. Um, so this is sort of them trying to play by the rules.
2: Well, there's certainly money in being known as the company that protects children as well. Yeah. So being the company that you can trust. Okay, my kids playing this game. It's it's by 10 cent, and I know they have guidelines in place to stop. Uh, you know, to stop it being overplayed. Uh, you know, it's kind of you would from another angle you could see it as being government endorsed uh, mm. because it follows the rules Simon uh, as our you know One Life Left's children expert I'm a father of <laughs> uh, two two
3: so twice
2: yep, yep. yep. twice the ex <laughs> the yes. <Yes>. expert uh, <laughs> um, how's a child going to break this i know that i you know the first thing i would think is how i'm going to get around this
1: yeah well uh my son was explaining to me he's 10 uh was explaining to me at the weekend uh, he said oh um, I, s- I saw that you went to the muse tribute band and i said uh how did you see that he said i saw it on twitter i said i didn't realize you were on twitter he said i'm not don't tell anybody he says uh, at school um uh he said he said at school our chromebooks aren't allowed to access twitter what I've done is I've set up a fake web page which has got links to your Twitter on it and that's, that's where I go. So um, I would imagine that that's how you're going to get around <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yeah, he's 10. And he's that interested in me seeing a fake muse. <laughs> Should be
3: bad. Uh, so a yeah. testament to your relationship. Yeah. Um, what if you told him the police were involved to come on now the police the police know who you are
1: yeah it's tricky uh, the kids find the idea of hacking very very exciting like he'll often say to me oh dad i was playing against a hacker on Fortnite." now he, he wasn't right. Right? i don't think he, he was just someone who's better than him <laughs> must have been a hacker <laughs> uh but yeah he finds that whole sort of things uh, yeah pretty exciting so yeah I, I think you know as ever in in anything to do with technology you often find a, a losing battle particularly with 10 year olds
3: finally, what's the one thing you don't want to happen when you're in the middle of a Fortnite tournament where big money is at stake? Gravity to stop working. That's the one thing you don't want to happen and would you believe it, that is the thing that did happen during Fortnite Summer Skirmish Grand Finals at PAX West. Epic confirmed that the bit where the players started floating off during the fourth match wasn't anything to do with the mysterious cube that's been in the game for a while and was just a rare bug that sometimes happens. Players were able to defy gravity and have a rematch with more gauze, winning a quarter of a million dollars and keeping his feet firm on the ground that's
2: why they can't be in the olympics exactly there we go <laughs> it's, like
0: we, it's,
3: it's, it's like we planned it, isn't it i mean you can control gravity when in, in the real world but in esports gravity yeah. just does what it wants right
2: i've i've got a question about bugs in okay. video games um did you see this sea of thieves bug i did not see the sea of thieves bug all right i thought this might be in the news uh news section but that was your last story wasn't it so and finally. it be. and finally i don't know so um, there was a sea of thieves bug, okay, uh, that took the telescopes of players and placed them in an unfortunate position
0: uh-huh.
2: ar- around the groin area. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
2: I'm just being as explicit <laughs> as I'm allowed <laughs> yeah. to be at seven p.m. Why did you do that? Well, this is my question to uh, wait. Which
3: way round was it? <laughs> Are you looking know? in or out? I
2: looked away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, so there were screenshots of players doing what players would do in mm. this situation. Uh, and Rare, uh, Rare apologised for it and said, oh yeah, it's just a, it's just a bug. It's just a thing that happened, you know, because unfortunately, if a, an object is not given a location, <laughs> it defaults to the groin, which is, you know, an <laughs> excuse I'm sure we've all, you, <laughs> all you, <laughs> used in the past. No. But, um, yeah, do, uh, do we think this is plausible? Do we th- think someone... I uh, think there's more to it, do you? I just just do you use police database to uh, <laughs> find out whether they've got previous. I don't know. I don't know. I like I, I, you you're know, disputing I, their. Uh... I've made a game. I've made games in the past, but all Are of my games have been one? about blocks. Right, so yeah, I wouldn't exactly. know. Wouldn't know where the where the default <laughs> def- default object place on a character is. Simon, so, mean, you've made games involving characters. I deliberately made them involve uh, block <laughs> shapes because they're easier to, to program, and they don't have groins. I don't. Know. I thought it was interesting. Right. <laughs> I thought it, you know, interesting if true. How does this compare to uh, this, the, the papers on Sky? <laughs> <laughs> there's,
4: uh, there's actually less talk about groins here. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <on> there, so. <laughs> Good,
2: all right. Thanks, Anne.
0: One Life Left Video Game News with Anne Barry. Barry.
2: Listening to Resonance FM. Uh, This is One Life Left. We're a video game radio show. We talk about video games. You've just heard our news section, and this is Hardcore by Amateur LSDJ. (laughs) (laughs) I still love doing that. Um,
0: What do you think of it? It does sound hardcore. Yeah.
2: What do you think, Simon? Yeah, I'm glad I'm not wearing headphones. Good. (laughs) What were your thoughts? I thought it was horrific. (laughs) It's that is out. a that is a balanced opinion. <laughs> of course, exactly.
1: We all like the BBC, aren't we? That the, that was the other question Steve asked. And he's like, do we have to get someone who's pro-Brexit on as well? Because <laughs> oh, we weren't sure. Do you? We're, we weren't sure. No, we
4: don't. We've
1: just was, I don't, I don't was, know where we would, would find somebody in, in, in a tough. Russian metropolitan bubble. If it was <laughs> during outside. an
2: election period, we would have to be... Slightly more cautious about this, and have to show equal and opposite viewpoints.
3: But there's no election. As and far never as we know.
2: Check the news. <laughs> Who knows? Exactly. Fingers Who knows? <laughs> Thanks for coming
1: in today, Ian. I know uh, there's not a lot going on in politics at the moment, is there? So it's easy to spend <laughs> an hour, an hour in the studio talking about video games.
4: Exactly. Yes. Yes. Very I was, exactly. I was a little
1: worried that uh, um, that because the, there's, there's been a lot of talk about uh, some 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 movement being made and perhaps uh, calls, uh, votes of no confidence being uh, that the, the government may fall and that and we wouldn't uh, enjoy your company this evening so I'm, I'm grateful, it's the only time I've been gr- grateful <laughs> for Theresa May
4: still in power <laughs> No, 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 she seems to be sort of firmly in place at the moment, She's she's had a pretty good day Okay We'll I mean, is- a pretty good day in the context of her life <laughs> <laughs> is not particularly a day that you would want to share. Right. <laughs> but nevertheless, you know, in terms of how things generally operate for her, she's, she's been doing all right today.
1: Good. Well, um, I know a lot of people talk about uh, the Irish backstop and uh, freedom of movement for EU... Residents, or sorry, their right to uh, stay. Uh, but things really kicked off today in Brexit. I think the video games industry got involved.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
1: I, I can assume it's all off now, is it?
4: Yeah, they've stopped it. They, they hacked it. Did so it's, right? it's completely fine now. So there, there was a piece um, by Gamers, I think it's gamers for eu that we took on our site today. Uh, the gaming industry kind of, uh, it's a bit like most of the creative industry. Same, you see the same thing with fashion. So it just gets forgotten about in this world of Really, all people care about is sort of car manufacturing and financial services. And if it isn't one of those two things, it's as if the economy doesn't really exist. Um, As a matter of fact, that's not a particularly helpful or accurate way of looking at what the economy does. About 10% of Britain's uh, exports are creative industries. And the video games industry is obviously a particularly successful example of that. But it has exactly the same problems. The piece is by George Osborne. I'd recommend that you read it. It's not that George Osborne. Um, I hasten to add. Uh, And it has pretty much the same problems that most, especially creative industries, but a bunch of others have, which is it's used free movement for a long time to get top tier talent, especially from Europe. Um, It, can 't go into a situation of legal uncertainty, particularly around data protection um, under EU rules. If you had that operating for products that involve sort of lots of players in lots of different countries, that very quickly becomes a very significant problem for you and it doesn 't want to face sort of tariffs and non tariff barriers uh, on Sort of hardware coming into the country in order for it to do, do what it does. So the same kind of problems that you see everywhere else, it's just that because it's video games, no one really takes it particularly seriously, and they're just like, well, whatever, that's just what teenagers do in the basement, we'll worry about the cars. That's not a very forward looking attitude that you want to have if you really think about what the British economy would look like and what it should be looking like in the future.
1: So is that a very real risk then, given as things stand where we seem to be careering towards some sort of no deal, uh, that uh, we would be separated? I mean, I mean, it feels right in that, you know, we actually shouldn't be trusted with anything at the moment in this uh, country, but we'd be forced to play on our own in servers that are
4: populated exclusively by us. So, yeah, well, you, you would you would probably get there, not least because this would be pretty far down the list of things that needed to get sorted very, very quickly. Like, if there's no deal, yep. but you've got no aviation treaty with the EU or via the EU with the US. So you, you literally can't fly planes. and They're not safety checked. You don't have the treaty in place. And that stuff is going to take priority over things like data protection. Which will be dealt with later. So yeah, there's going to be, you know, there'll be some months where things will be very chaotic, <laughs> very, very messy indeed. And then eventually, at some point, someone's going to get sort of going to get hold of this up and try to do something about it. So ultimately, it is a short-term problem. It's just a catastrophic short-term problem right. of the kind that the reputational damage is quite severe. Given that gaming is, I don't know,
1: uh, is, is skewed younger than um, the people that voted leave, I would. Broadly say. Uh, do you think that we need to demonstrate the impact that uh, a Brexit could have to games that the older older people might play, like Microsoft Flight Simulator? <laughs> like, just sort of make sure that people can only fly within this country. and Yeah. Or, it,
4: there's those truck simulators well, exactly. as well. You could use that for the sort of border crossing at Calais. Or, <laughs> or just sit
1: there on the M20. It's just a massive tailback. Hours.
4: Hours. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be a very effective mechanism. Yeah, you We've could seen...
1: Have, yeah. Um, Already, I think um, shortly after the vote uh, i 'm not sure whether this was Apple being um, commercially savvy or, or, or maybe taking advantage of the situation, but video game prices uh, in sterling at least have been creeping up. Mm-hmm. Apple did it
4: first of all mm-hmm. when
1: they. Set the second tier. Um, I mean, it's it's. Uh, are there any other any other notable ways that, that, that games are going to be affected by this
4: outside of port- the first thing port- is obviously hardware. Yeah. Um, so you might see tariffs. Tariffs are basically just taxes on stuff. Uh, more importantly, non tariff barriers. That's usually things like regulation. That like you might say, well, we don't use this kind of chemical in our set, so now we've got to check your stuff on the border when it comes in. The more I th- mean, th- I would say the more important part will be weapons with the EU nationals in the UK. It's about I think it's thirty four percent of the video games industry or EU nationals. Now, if you ever had a situation where they would have to leave, or, which is unrealistic, I think, even in the case of no Deal, yeah. there's going to be something that they'll, that they'll put in place. But more realistically, that they think, well, you know what? I don't need to be here if you guys are going to start treating me this way, and I can just go off to several other countries. Then you will see a massive impact, certainly on the games that are made in Britain. That won't, obviously won't affect the kind of stuff that you're buying from overseas. But you'll see, you know, a change in the quality of the output that you're used to seeing. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and as, as, as a games player yourself, I mean, how how, how concerned are you about uh, that specifically? I know that I'm there's not an lie. awful. <laughs>
4: this is pretty far down <laughs> my list of concerns. <laughs> I'd be I would be making things up if I suggested otherwise. But it is part of this idea of so it's more of a my my concern would be sort of more London Britain a sort of sense of patriotism, of a sense of idea of this being quite youthful and dynamic place to live and to have industry. And that you have successful businesses because you are quite borderless in your approach towards things. If you look at the way that the software works in video games creation, that is essentially a sort of borderless conception of how you operate and a cooperative idea of of how you operate. Now, on that basis, when you start getting into the headspace of we're going to start putting up borders, we're going to start putting up restrictions on people, we're going to start cutting ourselves off, you obviously get anything that's bleeding edge, Anything that's forward-looking, anything that is, is sort of quite youthful and dynamic will be a victim of that. So the concern isn't really about, is it going to end up that my video game is going to cost me another 10 quid or something like that? It's more about what does it say about my country, that this kind of industry, just like fashion, something that's more creative and youthful, that kind of industry is starting to disintegrate in the face of our policy.
1: I was trying to think about ways in which uh, games and politics have, have uh... Sort of come together, and I think the only example well, there, there were two really. Uh, the Corbyn run game that came out during the 2017 oh, yeah. uh yeah. general election, um, which from where I sat seemed to be uh, quite an effective way of getting people engaged, obviously predominantly left leading. Um, but then the other, of course, was uh Greece's um, uh Yanis Varoufakis, yeah. yeah, who um used to work at Valve. Huh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he was the chief economist at Valve, who ended up uh, in, oh, wow. the, in the, uh, in the uh, Greek government. Um, yeah, he was, he, so he was, uh, he was employed there at first to manage this bold new economy, which is steam keys and stuff, going all around the world. Did such a good job there that he was uh, <laughs> pulled into uh, Greek politics. Have, have, have there been any other examples that you could see? Like, I was wondering, like, did you ever see a switch in the Houses of Parliament?
4: <laughs> no, no, I haven't. Um, although, you know, you would always see people fiddling around with their phones, and most of them are playing some endless runner game or okay. whatever. Um, However, I think that the fact that you can only remember those instances is a good sign because it shows that people aren't interfering as much as they used to. If you remember, when I was growing up, there was pe- politicians were constantly going on about violence in video games that's going to destroy our, our children's youth. Keith Vaz, who, you know, like all moral Puritans, was later caught with prostitutes and drugs, <laughs> um, was for ages wading in against video games. He would do it very, very regularly indeed. He'd do it almost every time there was a Grand Theft Auto. I mean, Grand Theft Auto does, frankly, yeah. have a lot of quite problematic episodes. <laughs> elements to it. But nevertheless, and, and I, I think he, was, he wasn't alone. There's about sort of six MPs, mostly Tories, but not exclusively Tories, Labour MPs there too, who get involved and who clearly don't know, they don't have any conception of, of what it is that they're dealing with. Now, those interventions have become less common now, but they do take place. I mean, the last one by Vaz was about three years ago, if I remember correctly. So, no, these things will, these things will happen. What, what I think is ironic about that stuff is that they are pointing to the thing in video games, which actually if there was I think a, a little bit more sort of like a more cerebral quality to some of the titles that came out and I don't play a lot of indie games so I'm liable to be tripped up on this and be told that actually there's a lot of those out there and you're just not seeing them would actually make video games sort of qu- quite interesting and that's really the idea of you b- being somehow complicit in what takes place and that part is usually what scares sort of quite reactionary figures but is in, in the more interesting things like Paper Please I think these saw quite similar things in um, Heavy Rain yeah. you're actually you're pushed into a weird moral situation actually those early Telltale games, the, the early Walking Dead games by Telltale, were forcing you to make moral decisions very very quickly and that idea of complicity can be very effective, you know, once you've accepted the video games are not going to make you shoot a bunch of people <laughs> in the middle of the street yeah.
2: I mean they are, I think personally they're, they're the most powerful medium potentially because you are interacting with mm. them and I think we're only starting to learn now how to use that for political ends uh, and obviously that's For the better, as long as that political aim agrees with you, (laughs) Uh, and I think at the moment you know we have a lot of young creators making a lot of video games that I, I personally think are you know they lie in the indie space mostly, but tend to agree with my outlook. You know, there's Hmm. games about uh, you can think of one that's about drone warfare that shows the disassociation from a drone pilot from the consequences. You know, and playing that you do get a sense of all right, this is not okay. I guess the worry for me is when the bigger budgets come in there and, and while we're in a place which we, we for a very long time said we wanted the video game industry to be cooler to be like, uh, you know, we all wanted to be pop stars uh, mm. and now anyone can make a video game and now, you know, you are getting more video game pop stars, Bithel and, and that lot, mm. Ramy but the consequence of that, anyone making a video game, is that it's harder make a video game Uh, it's harder to make a success out of making a video game as Mm -hmm. well so i guess the flip side of you know we want more political games is that also uh (laughs) that could be a bad thing as well i
3: feel like politicians who get very angry don't also know that there are games uh where you can date cats (laughs) like they don't talk about that do they and that's a bit weird (laughs) like if you're gonna go on about something
2: yeah
3: is it a bit weird to date cats probably
2: um take, take it's illegal <laughs> if you take it too far. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Watson, sir. A- gamer isn't he, he? yes he, he is, is. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah he's uh he was uh, the not Nottingham Game City Prize he was a juror was oh, he? That wasn't he right. back in the day
4: there yeah. is I mean so there's a couple of moments where you obviously see the the more pernicious I like we talked about Grand Theft Auto earlier. There was do you remember that there is a Grand Theft Auto God knows which one where they, they kind of force you to torture someone.
1: There's manhunt isn't it that's that's that, that, that that's oh sorry and it is in GTA it's five <laughs> yeah, yeah in GTA yeah. Five. No, yeah. I, was, I was thinking about your comment about Vaz earlier he was yeah. uh,
4: it, it was it was well it was I remember being quite sort of just morally irritated by what I was being Asked to do because it was mm. like well you didn't give me a choice, like you're not doing anything interesting here. You're not putting me in a situation where I would take that as the easier option. You're just forcing me to be dreadful, <laughs> and I, that that doesn't seem to me to be proving like, any point apart from no the sneering. as Well, but, yeah, like, the, the, the call, call of Duty, duty after, yeah.
3: level, but often these things like
4: oh the, e- the attack, the terrorist yeah. attack the even
3: within uh, people who who play mm. video games, like the mm. games community, will often go, guys, come on, come mm. on, this is a bit much, isn't it? I don't, I think that you can look at that and go that's terrible but then if you look at the reaction of people who play games I think that's the thing that you need Well, that's where it has
4: to come from it can't come from Keith Faz, who's never even seen a video game in his life Mm. and it doesn't need to because there's more than enough sort of communication and more than enough argument in video game culture that can deal that has that debate within itself Mm. I mean in the more you know, if you look at even the game against stuff and the reaction against it, you see that battle taking place, and that's a much more interesting debate to listen to when it is people who understand what it is that they are talking about, than it is if it's someone who just comes from outside, which you can pretty much spot instantly. You then of course get the flip side, you get something like Journey. I mean, I remember playing Journey, and it was sort of it was one of the it was. I remember it being like one of the most pronounced sort of artistic moments that, that I'd felt really like I, I don't know if you guys have played it but yeah. you know there's another there's another character and been whoever the hell this person was it could be anyone it could be a bloke in Japan it could be someone in Cornwall corner or whatever and they ran with me and there's this sort of fire carpet monster thing that comes at you in a, in a tunnel and it was just destroying the uh, capes that allow you to jump further I, my cape was completely shredded and this guy had hidden under a little tunnel bit and just kept on doing his little beep, 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 beep thing to come tell me where the safety was. And I was just thinking like, I'm pretty sure that makes you more of a target for the for the dragon. And for whatever, we'd been together for like an hour doing this thing. And I was like, that is a genuinely very selfless act that you're doing for me right now. So there was, there was some kind of mechanism and I know that that game is frankly sort of like it's morally rigged to create cooperation and 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 to create exactly that kind of experience but it still felt special that i had like some kind of human connection with someone who i would never know in some other part of the world so all of those political like events can be made to take place within video games most of the time I, i don't see that taking place i see them kind of like with a lot of movies just stuck in a rut producing the same thing over and over and over again
1: it's interesting that you, th- you say that you don't enjoy indie games and yet you've started Journey as such a, such a fantastic experience. Did, did, I did you not consider yeah. that to be an, an
4: indie Sorry, game? That Sorry, that is an indie game. And yeah, I could probably pick about two or three others yeah. that I've given a shot to, mostly because they sort of came up. In, it was, I, I, I'm like a parody of us. You know, they're in The Guardian or something. Yeah. You know, it was like, <laughs> oh no, you know what, actually, I could do that. So they sort of broke. And okay. Papers, Please was obviously another one that yeah. sort of broke through in the, in the Zat Guy sort of way. And those, I'll give it a go. I, I'm, I'm quite basic with stuff. And when it goes all sort of like 16- a bit graphic, y i'm just right. like oh, i'm out i'm yeah, out yeah. like i just
3: what I do you play yeah. and do you play to um step because it feels like being in politics like knowing a lot about politics is quite stressful right i yeah. mean it, yeah. it it feels like it would be quite stressful do yeah. you, you use video games to like de-stress and step away from that and sort of as a bit of a fantastical release
4: i don't really understand when de-stressing would be so i just think if you're doing anything that you love you you'll sort of be... Okay, without pressure from above yeah. or, you know, from time, then you'll probably be de-stressing in some way. I certainly... So I don't play... I kind of I I don't play what I would call sort of sports games and by that I I don't mean sports or the stuff in it I mean also that it's a fundamentally tournament like sporting activity so you know the the kind of stuff that you uh, see Can't trust
1: gravity can you? Uh. (laughs) Can't trust gravity (laughs) you know
4: one of my main paranoid concerns around it is what happens if the gravity stops and the stuff I much prefer is is something that has a bit more storytelling I'm quite solitary with the gaming that I play I don't really like despite what I just said about journey playing online as much as possible even though I noticed that both consoles and games seem reluctant to ever allow me to do it on my own anymore um so i mean my my Favorite game was Shadow of the Colossus, which gives you a pretty good impression of the sort of stuff that I'd be looking for—of just like very well-crafted, story-like sort of worlds. I just finished playing Zelda, which is no point saying it all over again. Is one of the greatest things that humankind has ever created. <laughs> um, and at the moment, what, what actually I wrote down one of in because I can never remember the name. I'm playing Wolfenstein 2. Yes, right, because right. I just need to kill Nazis. <laughs> so actually, to speak to your thing about like, how am I relaxing at the moment? It turns out like really graphic representations of killing Nazis. <laughs> uh, I've got one more quick
1: question. We've got a couple of uh, listener questions for you. Um, but um, moving briefly to your uh, to your work at Sky on the papers, how, how are video games perceived there from from, from a new sense? Because from the outside, it seems to be that every, well, everybody's sort of making, uh, having pops at Fortnite, you know, Fortnite nightmare and, you know, all the sort of bad news story about.
4: It's, like, it's, I've got to be honest, it's never come up when not. I've been doing one of those slots. Okay. I don't do it, I don't, you know, I, I'll probably be on like once or twice a month or something. Yep. And for whatever reason, it, it hasn't come up. The only the real moral scare that's only come up a couple of times that I've been doing the papers there is mostly on vaping, teenagers and vaping, which I think is saving the teenagers and Fortnite yeah, scare right. for at least a few weeks.
1: Okay. Now. Uh, a couple of quick questions before we finish off then. Uh, Kate Byron, my wife, has written in, said, we're now 200 days from Brexit. What are your favourite games in which you have to forage for resources? I'm sure of the difficulty of the trials and the strength of the foes that lay ahead of you. It's
4: obviously The Last of Us. I mean, how could it be any other game mm-hmm. if you're going to be foresting for stuff? And that, I think, would be a pretty good indication of what i post Brexit economy will look like
1: Uh, John Maxwell writes dear Ian if you could have one a Nintendo Switch with all the third party software you could ever want including Red Dead Redemption 2 as an example with enough hardware power to run it comfortably in portable mode or a return to pre-Brexit referendum politics oh you (laughs) but that
4: guy knows me so well that is so disturbing what would you choose that is a monstrous... Whoever that person is, they are a sick, <laughs> sick, morally twisted person. That is all I really want, is is Switch up to capacity and with all the games on it. I also would quite like Brexit to stop. I, I mean, that's really quite... Un- whoever... That's and not look, what he Obviously, said, I'd stop Brexit. I
2: can't. He didn't say stop
1: Brexit. Pre-Brexit pre- referendum uh, politics. So in many ways, you might just uh, have to live this nightmare
2: <laughs> all over again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's I true. Might, yeah. Yeah, thank you for
1: coming in. You're going to stick <laughs> around for the show. So, how can we keep up with your work? Obviously, we can read politics. politics.
4: uk, or you can follow me on Twitter at Ian Dunn.
2: Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. It's good to be back, isn't it, Anne?
3: It is great to be back. See, this is an absolute
2: banger. It's a banger. This is a mini boss. It's by Adam Mills. It's from chipmusic.org. That's where we get all of our music from. And if you want more of this music, you can get it from there like a human might. Is it time for letters, Simon? Let's do the letters.
1: BCC One Life Letters Thank you very much for your letters this week Um, We've had a brilliant response Is that
3: (laughs) that because you bribed people? (laughs)
1: quite <laughs> right people. You know, I, we had a, we, we had a couple in before the offer of a free game for the best letter came in. Um, you know, and, but then,
3: I, and then an avalanche after.
1: We might not get through the. You are uh,
3: mercenary listeners. We might
1: not get through all of them this evening, so we might have to uh, uh, make this a two-part competition. Great. Let's start with Jamie. Uh, Jamie Firth writes: uh, Which game has been your biggest regret? Maybe when you took a punt and played something, invested your time, and now you feel all dirty about it and wish you hadn't. Asked Jamie. That Nintendo Switch one we both bought. I was going to say, top of the list. And do you know, do you know what's worse? So this is Octopath Traveler. Uh-huh.
2: Oh, I didn't mean that one, but okay. yeah, that actually, oh. true. I can't get rid of it. I meant the stupid <laughs> one. I thought you said it was <laughs> low on eBay. Yeah, I know. I
1: can't get was rid it? of it. Somebody bought it off me and then I had to open an unpaid uh, item case. Right. I, I re-listed it The same person Bought it off me <laughs> I know,
2: I know. That, that's... Maybe it's them well, that's... Maybe it's Square No I meant The other one We both bought That we've Oh go, go Vacation Because I was like How could something So bright and funny And stupid And there's so many Games in there They can't all be bad They're all bad
1: uh, I, the, the only thing I The only thing I like about it Is I'm going on holiday On Thursday And I've taken some Pictures of my character On Go Vacation uh-huh. And I'm going to Tweet those out On, on Thursday And it's, it's my <laughs> little me just some little red shorts and picture that you're not to have to picture that for much longer because uh, come thursday that's gonna be my out of office
3: thank goodness <laughs> thank goodness uh shall i go
1: well wow, no, you can ask a question ian as well um, biggest regrets
3: oh i just always regret pay, <laughs> paying for a game then because i like to pay i don't like uh, free to play games so i like to pay for games especially on mobile i end up paying like 4.99 for something i'm like oh, I'll just play this for like a little bit Stop playing it, really don't like it, and just instantly delete it. And then I really am just so angry that I've spent actual money. And then I'm like, why? What? Oh, no. ha- what? Th- that I've paid actual money for a game that I don't like. Okay, name it. No, but there's too many. Okay. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Games fan and Canterbury Ian, have you got any uh, regrets?
4: I don't. This can't be a lifetime one, but the last regret I had actually was Rogue Trooper. I'm a big 2000 AD comic fan, and I just can't help myself. Like when I see that kind of stuff come up and they to, they put it on the Switch. It's a really old game. It was a highly regrettable purchase of, frankly, what probably wasn't that fantastic at the time. And I fell for that classic ruse. It was like, here is the thing that I like over here, and now there's a game of it. And if you start thinking that way, you, you're toast basically. And so I was.
2: I do that a lot on Switch with discounted games. Hmm. where I'm like, oh, it's, it's only a couple of quid. How bad can it be? <laughs> and it's bad. Like, and then you don't have a couple of quid. And it's <laughs> like... Okay, I learned.
3: <laughs> uh, hello team, hello SSG Welcome home, I hope you had a lovely summer uh, My stupid plastic taiko drums arrived from Japan and I've been bashing away merrily but now I've started worrying about the neighbours because if you've got stupid plastic drums you want to hit them as hard as you can What's the loudest you get while playing video games? Pip pip and that's from Robert Wells
2: um, I did a big swear earlier uh, okay. when I uh, lost in the game that I'm going to review in the review section. Doesn't normally happen. Okay, made you get me from the neighbors? <laughs> no, but they definitely can hear. Okay. Like... <laughs> He's playing that game again So they'll bring, bring that up I'm sure Next time we run into them on the doorstep uh, It used to be DDR Dance Dance Revolution yeah. so Which was, is a noisy game I was
3: going to say I think the loudest I've got recently Is when I played uh, Just Dance on Switch Because mm. you've got to get into it haven't you cool. There's no point otherwise Turn the music up Get some drinks yeah. going <laughs> Just there with my Joy-Cons
2: co- joy End up crying loudly Yeah, <laughs> yeah I understand. Why
3: can't I keep up?
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's me.
1: Okay, so? Yeah, I will be um, demolishing SingStar, mm. mm. waking up mm. with the, the regret afterwards when you got the receipt emailed to you with all the, <laughs> all the songs you've been buying. <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> it was a night to forget. Yeah. Uh, Ian, it's the same thing. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, you've uh, I think you have the last lesson this I do we're, we're I do. running out of
2: time
4: well, It says Crichton so welcome back team and SSG with the Master Chief Collection getting a huge patch and coming uh, and coming available for Xbox Games Pass I've been thinking about games preservation the film industry has companies like Criterion Collection and the largest studios. uh restoring and preserving movies you don't get that for games yes there are ROMs for older games but it can be so hacky, what do you think as an industry can more to be done to keep games preserved as technology marches on, is enough being done
3: let them die (laughs) (laughs) there's too many there's too many, if it's gone, it's gone move on, there'll be a new one next week
2: Um, so so there is uh, (laughs) so there is quite a lot of games preservation work going on, isn't there, specifically via our friend and previous Show guest mm. Frank Sfoldy.
3: Yes, he likes all those old discs and he will preserve them.
2: You were paying attention when he was on the show, <laughs> weren't you?
3: Yeah, um, yeah, he
2: he works for a company, I think it might be his own, GameHistory.org which, you know, looks after uh, old video games, works out ways to preserve them and also uh, for Digital Eclipse who do the kind of remastering but in a very uh, what's what's the word, like nuanced way. I saw Dan Marshall railing against remastering in a sort of, yeah we've put loads of brand new high res textures in that, that's not the sort of thing that Frank does but he restores the games to modern systems uh, but ...playable in a way that, that, you know, people who love the old game would love as well. So there are people who care about this sort of stuff. And oh, you should follow Frank. His Twitter username is at Frank Cifaldi. Right. That's C-I-F-A-L-D-I. <laughs> with Frank at the start of it. That's <laughs> <F-R. laughs> uh, i
1: I've, I've almost fallen for two today. Got up. Uh, got to work. I was just by the internet. You can order... And I didn't realise that I needed this. A quarter size Pac Man cabinet mm. that mm. you can just play Pac Man on. Yeah,
2: do you know, do you know how big a quarter size <laughs> Yeah, it's not very big. It's not, very big, <laughs>
1: it's not it? very big at all. It's a tiny little thing. I think it's uh uh however tall that is, so again, good 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 radio. A ruler's length. Yeah, it's a ruler's length. And,
2: and it I was it like, can't oh! be right, can it?
1: No, can't, can't no. I can't it's called a quarter-size it. arcade, isn't it? Is it's cool. it like 150 quid. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's fully mm. working. It's got the decals on the on the side. I mean, I'm all you know, me, Steve. I'm always playing Pac-Man, always. Mm. Or if I'm not playing, Man, I'm moaning about not being able to play it on a tiny five-inch screen and as not, it was meant to be
2: played. If you're not making, if you're not um, playing Pac-Man, you're making regrettable <laughs> consumer <laughs> decisions.
1: Exactly. Well, <laughs> <So, laughs> the other, one. and then
2: later. <laughs> so. um...
1: I didn't buy, I didn't, I didn't pre order that, what and I then? thought, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm behaving like an adult. Later on, ad, um, uh, the SNK Mini goes on pre order, doesn't wow. it? Oh. 40 What's games, that? some of which, well, it's, a, it's a small, you know, the SNK have been reselling us these games over and over. again. yes, please, we'll buy them again. Let's put them in a little arcade cabinet this time. Uh, as far as I can see, it's closed. Uh, you can't add extra games to it.
2: But you will be able to. You, you might really? be able
1: to. Well, let's hope so, because after I pre ordered it, I realised I don't like any of them.
3: <laughs> um, why is everything coming out in Mini? We're we're... Do you just like feeling big? <laughs> exactly. Oh, I want to feel like a giant, but I also want to play that game I've played a lot.
2: Your working example of why this is happening is me and Simon. Did you listen to this? Because she wasn't there on the show no, when we where both you raced bought... to pre-order the SNES Mini. Yeah. And then you cancelled yours. I did cancel it. Yeah. yeah. Didn't tell me. Coward.
4: Are you, are you a fan of these retro consoles, Ian? No. No? I can't see. I just don't know what the... I guess, like, I, would, I, guess I would probably play... Half-Life 2, maybe, if they sort of updated it. Okay. You'd be really hard-pressed to find a game that I'd want to play again from, well, like, 15 years ago. Like. Apart from Rogue Trooper. <laughs>
0: but, uh, <laughs> you
4: see, it didn't work out, so now, damn all the old games. Good. Thank you very much for your letters.
1: Those we didn't read out this week, we will, uh, we will leave for next week.
0: And are we okay. going to announce a we will win will event? Do next week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to
1: be on holiday, as you'll see from right my out of office. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, it's the review section on One Life Left. This is where we review things.
3: Games, specifically. Not always. No, we've reviewed some books before. Yeah, don't tie yourself down. We can no. do
2: anything. But this week. But should we? <laughs> let's review some games. What have you been playing, Simon? Uh, I've been playing uh, Spider Man.
4: Mm, oh, wow. How is it?
1: Marvel Spider Man. Marvel Spider Man. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. It's really brilliant. I think it's the best superhero game. Oof. Instead I know. Of, and, as bad, you. and as a and as a yeah, uh, yeah, I mean I would like to go back and revisit Arkham. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think the asylum would probably still stand testified. City and I got a bit a bit um, sort of over fussy, but um mm. yeah, I uh, uh, I'm more and more coming around to the fact that I'm enjoying the Marvel Universe much more than the DC Universe and that the Marvel video games are very different too so if you play Batman it's dark and rainy and gruff and it, I'm sure it makes you feel powerful I, mean, I know I'm describing how Batman should be but the thing with the Arkham games is that there's always a convoluted reason why the big bad guy has uh, forced the uh, the Gotham police to evacuate the city so you have this huge playground that you can fly around and all sorts of but there's no one in it there's nothing else going on mm. apart from a small you know occasional collections of thugs that you then beat up until the the, the uh, last one breaks his neck in this slow-mo fight spider-man starts off uh, it's got the web swinging completely down pat so it's really easy to do but it's really really satisfying to do in an advanced way uh it's in daylight as well which is uh completely different to the to to, to the batman games although it does borrow a lot from them the combat in particular um it's feeling like there's a lot more to it. I'm 12% through it, so the stats tell me, which I know is no actual indication because I've finished Tomb Raider on 52%. Um, but it's brilliant. It's funny. Uh, it's got loads of incidental touches. The city itself is, is, is beautiful. I haven't had to look up how to defeat a boss on the internet yet, even though some of them have been a bit tricky. I uh, thoroughly really recommend it. It's, 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 it's as good as
2: everybody says. Mm. Did you find the proposal... I did not find the proposal. Do you yet, know no. about the proposal. I have heard about the, the proposal. Have you heard about this, Anne?
3: Yes. It nearly ended up in the news. Oh, what made it
2: not end up in the news?
3: Because uh, I read that he was being a bit of a <laughs> annoying man. I just. Uh, so, at the end, so, so I to catch to
2: up the listeners, uh, basically, there was a, a, a gamer wrote to Insomniac and said, Can you put a proposal to my wife to be in the game? So they did on a on a big cinema sign. It mm. says, "Maddie, will you marry me?" Anyway, turns out uh, they split up, and <laughs> I <laughs> before the game was out, and I loved the headline on Kotaku, Kotaku, uh, which is. Wedding proposal hidden in Spider-Man unravels, comma, may be patched out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like. Did you see the response from the Call of Duty guys that said,
1: never ever do this. We put two in previous Call of Duties and both relationships ended before the game really? came out. Hmm. How can we use this? Well, let's for- split up with our partners through a video game. <laughs> <laughs> <I
0: guess.
2: laughs> Anne.
3: Good. Good. Uh, I got my uh, PSVR out. Well, Didn't I? I? Yes, I did. You said you were going to do that. You said
2: you were going to be playing two games,
3: and I did. And I'm going to review one of them now. (laughs) Uh, So I played Anywhere, uh, which is a PSVR game, but I'm not really sure why it's a PSVR game. So it starts, and you're in a uh, very—it's a very beautiful, realistic um, setting of a beach, and there's some nice music playing. And then it turns out you can change the setting if you buy it. Uh, and you can change the music to have different... So I think the thing is, it would take you anywhere in the world, as long as you bought it, uh, and you can change the music so it would be any kind of setting anywhere you want. And I was like, well, this is all right. But uh, it was definitely listed under games, and I'm not one of those people, but it's not a game. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Uh, You sound like one of those people. Yeah, I
3: do, don't I? But then there was a a little subsection which had some games in it. (laughs) So I was like, oh, great, so I can sit on the beach uh, in wearing a headset, I'm not really on a beach, listening to some plinky-plonky music, and I can play a game. That's great. So I played the games. One of them was a fishing game where the fishing thing, hook?
0: Hmm. Yeah,
3: like that. Hook goes down. Gone. And then you wait for a second, <laughs> and then there's some, and then you've got um, a, a, a little dot, and some fish go round and round and round a circle really fast, and you have to put your dot on the fish and then press press X mm-hmm. and then you catch a fish and it tells you what fish you caught then it starts all over again so that was one of the games and then another game was like um a honey uh, it was a honeycomb and you had to guess where the bees were to get the honey but if the b- too many bees came out uh, your hearts got burst and then you died
1: sounds this is worth getting the psvr out of the loft
3: for, was it right No. (laughs) I didn't think it was very good. Um, The games were like... I mean, the games... But I don't... Why why do it need to be VR?
2: I just want to question something. So far, you seem to be reviewing the demo of the game.
3: No, but this is all the game was. did
2: you buy it? Obviously not.
3: It said it was free. (laughs) You should not have to purchase things if they say they're free. Okay. But you could just... But you Have could... Oh, other backgrounds.
2: Okay, right, not other games. No, 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 no. Oh, right. Why were the bees on a beach?
3: Don't. Know. <laughs> I mean, why not? Sorry. You could be anywhere.
2: Good. I was quite tempted
4: to get a PlayStation VR, but like after hearing yeah, this, you, you have cured me. I mean, there are uh,
3: yeah. there are others. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I've downloaded a good one because it cost me some money. Twenty four ninety nine. I'll be reviewing that in a couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, this one wasn't. It didn't really, didn't no. really do it for me. It wasn't VR enough. I want my reality very virtual. Score seven out of ten. Seven out of ten, yeah. Good. Uh, Steve? Oh. Yeah.
2: Hi. Uh, So I've been playing a little bit of Mario Kart, time trialling that. Still bad at it. It's not fun. They've stopped making Mario Kart fun. But they (laughs) have. Yeah.
1: We've accidentally ended up in a WhatsApp group with um, Franz Ferdinand and Churches, (laughs) all of whom turned out to be amazing at Mario Kart and stopped making Mario Kart fun. I've never played the first corner
2: of Mario Kart so frequently in my life. I know seeing the same ghost just speeding away yeah, exactly from you thinking, how'd you do that hmm <laughs> eSports it yeah. to turn gravity off uh, so played that for a bit wasn't fun no but thankfully something I've been looking forward to for a while happened which is that into the breach came out on switch I was really excited by into the breach when it came out on PC but I didn't want to play it on PC so I did not play it on PC Came out on Switch. uh, Surprisingly, just kind of dropped. dropped, Did drop? dropped during a Nintendo uh, Direct. Quite enjoy, and uh, I have been in since then. Uh, Into the breach is the follow-up to FTL Faster Than Light, um, and it's kind of like that crossed with Advance Wars, which to me sounds like the perfect game, and it sort of is. It plays out like. I always described Advance Wars to people who didn't know it as Nintendo do chess. And this kind of feels even more so like that. It's very, very small, 8x8 grids, uh, and you play three um vehicles inside that and the aim is essentially to survive for five turns Uh, you've got a suite of different teams and uh, each playthrough can take, well I've played through and I think a lot about my, I've completed it in eight hours uh, but you should be able to do it in an hour and a half or something like that it's really really replayable it's really really fun, you can play in small doses as well and I'm so happy to have it on Switch because it's the perfect format for that 7 out of 10
3: Ian what are
4: you reviewing I wasn't entirely sure I was having to do that so um, <laughs> so I am still playing um Wolfenstein 2 um it is look when you've like I've been stuck with the switch for a while now and haven't been able to access my PlayStation so I've I've Okay, when I got the Switch, I was like, I really need some colour and some light and some joy in my life and not rain-sodden streets and, you know, really alpha males that want to kill each other for a while. And now I am at the point where I'm like, no, I do want some ultraviolence, please. (laughs) 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 And So it is providing me with the ultraviolence. It's doing nothing spectacular with the way it operates. It's move over from the sort of much more powerful machines has not been entirely successful. It looks pretty murky in a lot of places. What it does have is genuinely the cutscenes feel like a reward like it is a joy to watch them and it's it's really quite subversive whip-smart sense of humor that it has that it actually had in the last game and certainly has in this one too i have been thoroughly enjoying it but i'd be lying if i say also i'm spending a lot of time shooting people in the face (laughs) and i'm thoroughly enjoying doing it in a way that i wouldn't if i hadn't just spent two years playing you know nintendo's cutesy colorful you know mushroom bouncing games
3: mushroom bouncing games so that's good uh, what score would you give it
4: oh well, it has to be a 7 out of 10 Fair.
3: Mm.
2: sounds like it
3: reasonable
1: great we got through that first show back Oof.
3: got through it I thought it was great it's great
1: Simon. Ian absolute pleasure having you in the studio thank, thank you much. so thanks much thanks for coming,
2: for coming in um, do we have any other business do you uh, we've got Mario coming okay. up uh week on Friday it is very special Mario it's our 50th Show at loading, right? Uh, and it's our hundredth show overall. What a coincidence! Is this true? This is literally is true. It? It, it is sounds like true. a marketing gimmick. To no, me. no, no. It was going to be our fiftieth and our ninety oh, Okay. And, and I was really one. annoyed, right. really annoyed at that. And then we got booked for an extra one at uh, Gamescom. So, yeah, uh, that was good. Gamescom was good, wasn't it? I enjoyed it. Yeah. Until we had our laptop, laptop stolen. <laughs> stolen. <laughs> that was the uh, yeah yeah yeah. No yeah. But uh, apart was from that, Gamescom. Was there anything on the laptop?
0: P-
1: any of p- 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 the people off doing rival mariachi yeah, now
2: are there there's probably bootleg mariachi available from some German guy somewhere <laughs> or girl, we don't know, could have been anyone we were drinking
0: yeah. <laughs> which, is
2: which is why we haven't filed an insurance claim <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone's going to give us any money no. for that but anyway we had a great time so thank you so much to anyone who came out to Germany and sang with us there I uh, think that's it. That's it? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening to this show. Uh thank you and we will see you next week. Okay. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Goodbye. You, bye bye. <laughs>